This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday and G-Day to all you poddy beauties. Welcome to the TalkSport Daily podcast with me, Jason Cundy. And we start with Manchester United and Ed Woodward's departure as Executive Vice Chairman has been confirmed for the 1st of February. He'll be replaced by Group Managing Director Richard Arnold will also hold the title of Chief Executive. We'll hear from Simon Jordan on Woody's eight-year reign at the club. But first, here's Jim White, via his sources at Old Trafford, reviewing the post-Sir Alex Ferguson era. Woodward looks back on the initial few years after Sir Alex Ferguson in this area of recruitment with huge regret that when it comes to recruitment, they didn't get it right. So much so, they would give themselves a poultry three or four outs of 10. Sources inside the football club say that that early period was, quote, it was like dragging an anchor, making the same mistakes time after time after time. It's felt that they didn't have the recruitment department set up to deliver recommendations to the managers. I think he was... um Positioned to take the hits by the Glazers, um, specifically about the European Super League. And he's taken those hits. A change of direction was probably required. You know, his popularity amongst United fans, whether that's right or wrong, and whether they understand the machinations of certain aspects of what it must be like to work for American owners like the Glazers, who I don't really think get Man United. Yeah. But I think now is a is a bigger question is what happens next? And Stanley United, here's Jim White, revealing that the club had planned for Cristiano Ronaldo to rejoin back in 2018, but Jose Mourinho didn't want him. Ronaldo tries to help it on. He's picked up by Greenwood. Comes back to Ronaldo! Oh, he's done it again! Oh, my word! Now, it's our understanding on this show that over the years, there had been many discussions about the return to Manchester United of Cristiano Ronaldo. It might have happened when he finished up at Real Madrid. And of course, he was in his pomp at that time. But we understand, Simon, it wasn't possible because Mourinho made it clear to the top brass at Manchester United that he, at that time, had other priorities. So for the first time, we now know it's emerged Ronaldo could have returned to United in 2018, but Mourinho didn't want him. I'm joking, are you serious? 
Felipe Coutinho is edging towards a reunion with Steven Gerrard at Aston Villa. TalkSport understands the Barcelona forward has been linked with a move back to the Premier League this month. We'll hear from former Villa skipper Gabby Agbon Lahore shortly, but here's Stevie G saying he understands why there's plenty of hype around the Brazilian. And we all love a Brazilian. 63 caps for Brazil, uh, a serial winner, played for Barcelona, uh, was incredible at Liverpool, so I can understand why he's linked to a lot of football clubs. I can understand why a lot of supporters up and down the country are speaking about him. I don't think you get a nickname as a magician if you're not a special footballer. Um, so he's someone I've got incredible amounts of respect for, but I don't want to add to any speculation because he belongs to Barcelona as we uh, as we sit here. When the news broke yesterday, um, Twitter erupted from Villa fans just to be linked with them sort of names is what Villa fans want to hear I look at the Aston Villa side at the moment and they've got three or four players who to me are mediocre and Steven Gerrard he'll want top top players he hasn't come to Aston Villa to finish 12th 13th every season he's going to want to finish in the top six of Aston Villa and players like Coutinho are going to give Villa a better chance yes He's not been at his best at Barcelona, but I'm sure Steven Gerrard can get the best out of him. So, fingers crossed, um, I hope he comes. Over to Newcastle United, as they close in on the signing of Kieran Trippier. Their former defender, Warren Bart, believes the England fullback will be loved by the fans for being the first signing of the club's new era. We all love an era. I think with Trippier at his age, just thought, you know what, this is something special. And the fans are going to love him, gentlemen. Before he's even kicked a ball, because he's the first one and because he's made that step, yeah. they, will adore, they will adore him up there and they will get behind him and support him. And he's the first one that's made that step. And as I said, when myself, David and Les did it, the wave of affection, and they're never going to forget that. You both legends at clubs that you play for, you know, Ali Rangers, they never forget it. They never forget that you were the first one and he'd be one of them for life now. I want money. He's gone there for the money and I've got no problem with it. I'll do exactly the same as if I was him. But any fan, any pundit out there who believes that he's gone there because he wants to play for Newcastle United, need to give the head a wobble. He's leaving Champions League football in February when he starts back up. He's leaving the team that he won the um, La Liga with last season. Like, come on, he's going there for the money. And credit to him. Happy days. Over to the sports bar with myself and Mr Jamie O'Hara. We all love O'Hara. No, we don't. We're taking your calls, your best and worst FA Cup moments. Let's let's talk about ours. Should we get oh, ours? Okay. What's, what's your worst well, FA Cup it's not, moment? It's like difficult. Two up after about 38 minutes. Cruising at Stamford Bridge. Absolutely cruising. Against lowly Bradford. Oh, I remember it. Lowly Bradford. Yeah, Bradford. Yeah, they're not coming back from this. They get, they get one just before. I think John Stead. They get a goal just before half-time. Just before half-time. Get themselves back 2-1. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No problems. Chelsea would be absolutely fine by that. 15 minutes to go. They get themselves an equaliser. And I'm thinking, I don't want to get home. I don't want to go an extra, I think it's extra time. don't want extra time. God, I mean, <laughs> look at the team that was out. The team is unbelievable. I'll, I'll read it in a second. Eight minutes to go, they go three, two up. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> I, honestly, it was... And then just just as we're searching for the... the you know, the, uh, we're going the other end now. They get, they get a fourth. 
any Chelsea fan, any Bradford fan. You know, I'd love to hear from a Bradford fan that was there. They they had the whole, the whole of the, the whole shed end. The whole, the no, top and bottom of shed end. Wow. Top, they were... A they, big following, aren't they, Bradford? Honestly, they absolutely packed out Stamford Bridge their way in. Because you get a big allocation, right, in the FA Cup? Yeah. You, you, and that, mate, honestly, I remember going down. That, it was, it was, it was a dreadful, dreadful moment, mate. Yeah. Dreadful. The FA Cup, the original, and the best. The worst moment. I went to the game in Cardiff, and uh, Alan Pardew yeah. was the West Ham manager. Yeah, played yeah. against Liverpool, and it, and it became the Stephen Gerrard Cup final. I'm a massive Stephen Gerrard fan. I think he's a he was a fantastic player as a kid. If I could have been one player, Stephen Gerrard would have been the one type of player I'd have Not wanted. Not Mark Noble. <laughs> Not Jamie O'Hara. No. <laughs> No, no, I was a bit of a shuffler. I wouldn't shuffle but, but no, I would definitely, and, and that's more O'Hara than Noble, I think. Gerard that day, it broke my heart. And he, he wrote in his book afterwards, which I really sort of admired him for doing that, the way that West Ham fans stayed behind and applauded Liverpool with the FA Cup, taking it around Cardiff. I wasn't one of them. I was on the road away from there as quickly as I could. That was a bad memory, that, that Cup final. And then Gerard! Oh! Oh, goodness me! What a strike! From Steven Gerrard, I told you, I told you, don't write them off. Now on to two former Hammers, Anton Ferdinand and Jack Wilshere, discussing why Mark Noble is such a great captain to play under. I'd go as far as saying he's the best captain that I've had. Mate, even now, like I'll pick up the phone to Nobes and I'll talk to him, ask for his advice. He's like, honestly, he's like Proper. a like a big brother. Do you know what I mean? When Jesse Lingard came to West Ham, they was in the car together and he tried to pick up his phone and, and talk on the phone and Nobes said, what are you doing, bruv? At West Ham, you talk. It's not about social media. You talk. What Nobes gets right is that balance. Like, he's everyone's friend. He'll talk to everyone. He, I mean, everyone, the staff around the, the, the training ground. But when something needs to be said, he'll say it. In training, if you're not doing it right, like you'll be chatting to him before training thinking you're best mates. If you're not on it in training, he's on you. And and then you get off the training pitch and it's all, all, is, all is forgiven, really. Novak Djokovic's parents claim their son is being held in captivity in Australia with his mother saying his treatment is not human. The World Tennis number 1 is in a detention hotel in Melbourne after his appeal against his visa application was adjourned until Monday. Times chief sports writer Owen Slot said Novak is seen as a god in Serbia and his anti-vax views are not challenged. He doesn't have a, a, a great deal of self-awareness. I mean, uh, you guys won't be that surprised to hear that a lot of sportsmen, they're, they're pretty blinkered and they're looking forward and they're thinking, what's good for me? What do I need to do to go forward? And he's got very strong opinions of his own, uh, uh, how to um, be physically, medically as, as on point as he possibly could be. And back in Serbia, he's a demigod. You know, there's, there's no one who challenges and say, sorry, you know, we're, we're not with you. They just He's their greatest um, export. He doesn't have that um, course of opinion that maybe would sort of buffet him and say, come on, you, you know, you're, you're getting this wrong and you're misleading people and, and actually it's dangerous for a broader population on the whole planet that you're, you're out there campaigning like this. And with Lord Sugar's Apprentice series underway, here's Al sacking Jamie O'Hara after the former Tottenham midfielder criticised the Chelsea groundsman. What's going on? For groundsmen around the world, if you're doing an interview after a game or if the manager or the opposition manager, you can see straight after the game, there's one little section where the press stand to do interviews. Please 
go and mow the grass across the other side of the pitch hang on a for minute. ten minutes. Jamie, hang on a minute. For crying out loud. That man's just doing his job. We'll just wait while they've just done a bit of grass cutting, yeah. Slightly unnecessary. It's difficult to speak. Yeah. I know, I'm sorry and about uh, that. Cutting the How grass big at is a at football night? pitch. I you can that see job. that there's one little section on a football pitch that the press are allowed to do every single week in the same place. I've got some bad news for you, son. I'm about to sponsor the sports breakfast with an American company called John Deere. Jamie Chunk O'Hara, you've attacked our product just before we're about to pay you $2 million. There's the door, Chunk. You're fired. for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. From 7 o'clock tonight, it's Swindon versus Manchester City FA Cup third round. That's on TalkSport. There'll be another one of these TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. Until then, bye. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.